You've just listened to the trailer for the reality opera, The News, by composer Jakob TV. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted, and I'm fortunate enough to be sitting here in the studio with composer Jakob TV, alongside Stephen Burns, who is the artistic director for the Fulcrum Point New Music Project. Welcome, guys. Thanks for coming down today. Thanks for having us. Great to be with you. What the heck did we just hear there, Jakob? <laughs> There's so much going on. Uh, some stuff from the news, some stuff is, is live music, it's all synced up. Can you tell us a little bit about what we just heard? Yeah, this, this, this is a trailer of the news, and the news is a reality opera that uh, is, uh, is about to be performed in Chicago. And, uh, and this was a trailer. So you heard small particles of the news, and it's really based on world news from political events to trivialities. Anything that's in the news is in this opera, too. And when you say we're hearing the news, these are actual newscasts that you've incorporated into the piece. Yeah, yeah. And have you uh, digitally altered them in any way or changed, slowed them down, sped them up? I prefer not to. So in general, like what you just heard, Lady Gaga, I didn't do anything. I didn't change her voice or anything. But I, I used your authentic material and listened and analyzed the melody of the speech. And so the speech melody is the leitmotif for the composition. Mm -hmm. That's a process that composers like Scott Johnson, who started with it, but Steve Reich made it very, very famous in City Live and all those pieces. So it's the same kind of technique. Uh, tell us a little bit about your, your musical style. We're going to listen to a few other pieces, and then we'll, we'll get back to a couple of clips from the news. Can you tell us about the growth of your development as a composer? Yeah. One of the things I've been struggling with, so to speak, is accessibility of music. I started as a boy uh, imitating John Lee Hooker, um, listening to blues. It's, it's wonderful to be in Chicago where the electric blues was more or less invented. But as a kid, this music came across the ocean at that time in the early 60s. It was totally new. It changed the pop music, as we all know. Uh, and so then I went to the conservatoire 
studied music, but at that time it was totally impossible to study popular music. They didn't want to hear about it. So those conservatoires were very conservative at that time. So I did. I studied composition. I studied school music. I studied music history and all that. And I couldn't combine the two. So in the weekends, I played in rock bands. And through the week, I was a contemporary composition student. And I wanted to combine the two. And I didn't know how. Those were two totally different worlds. So through my career, both pop and classical finally got together. It took me many, many decades. So it's this dichotomy in that, uh, you know, your, your professors want you to write one way, you want to do a different thing. When did you feel that you uh, were doing what you wanted to do after school? When, you know, what, what's an early piece where you felt like you were expressing yourself? That was, you my, that was my second symphony. Uh, my first symphony uh, was programmed at the Warsaw Autumn. Mm-hmm. It had five percussionists playing 66 instruments. It was a lot of noise inspired by Varese and the early Pandorecki. But I remember after the premiere, um, I got so many flowers and so many messages, and I felt so unhappy. I got home and I cried. And I, at that time, I, couldn't, I didn't know why I cried. I was unhappy with the results. The success was enormous. I got to Warsaw, a uh, famous festival there. But it was not my piece. It was not my cup of tea. And I didn't know it. I didn't understand mm-hmm. it. So I kept playing in a rock band, and I was happy doing that. But as a composer, I was scratching behind my ears. How am I going to find a language of my own? And then in '86, I got a commission from the Rotterdam Philharmonic Orchestra, gorgeous orchestra. And I wrote a piece for synthesizer and orchestra. Mm-hmm. And then shamelessly, I wrote a kind of, I would almost say, Chinese film music kitsch. Okay. Uh, very modal, very beautiful. And um, so my, that was a, a coming out, mm-hmm. so to speak. For me, yeah. it was a coming out. And then a few years later, you wrote another piece called Lipstick for Flute and Boombox. Can you tell us about that piece? Yeah, I was struggling with the fact that I was looking for music that has soul. Mm-hmm. And then I was in a museum in Paris, and I saw some realistic art. I saw art like, I don't know what painter that was, but let's, let's say it was Andy Warhol, uh, a picture of an electric chair. Mm-hmm. And I suddenly realized this is capturing reality, everyday reality, every, of, of a reality of everyday life, which I understand because this is the world I'm living in. And then I thought, what if I capture the reality and sound by using sound bites from people in emotional situations. And that's when I started listening to soldiers on the battlefield, to people in talk shows like the Jerry Springer show, which, uh, which we could look at in, mm-hmm. in Holland too. They were very popular at mm-hmm. the time. And I was watching a, a Jerry Springer show and there was one girl laughing all the time and another person was crying, but especially the laughing. I, I took that sound bite and combined it with, with a flute. Uh, the, the sound of the flute and the sound of the, the voice of the girl had the same pitch, the same timbre, the same rhythm, same melody. So very, in a very abstract way, I composed musical grooves based on that laughing, on on that laughing girl in the Jerry Springer show. And then I found a beautiful, touching radio interview with Billie Holiday Mm -hmm. in -hmm. which she is reciting Don't Explain, Mm -hmm. the famous song. Don't Explain, her 
I mean, she is at home, a woman is at home, husband comes home at night and there's lipstick on his cheek. And she said, I know you cheat. Skip that lipstick. And I know you cheat and what love endures. Mm -hmm. So very touching. And I decided to use those sound bites, this broken voice of Billie Holiday into that piece. And so gradually I was associating with these sounds and, and, and combining them. So there is a kind of meaning in the piece. So And lipstick, you know, a flute is a lipstick too. It's an instrument where <laughs> you put your <laughs> lips again. So it's anyway, and the piece wrote itself. Once I had that material, mm -hmm. the piece wrote itself. So, And uh, we're going to listen to the piece, and it's a Fulcrum Point performance. Who is the flutist? Do? Mary Stolper. Okay, fantastic. And this is from a live performance? Live performance. It was actually the first time that Jacob and I worked together uh, four years ago, 2004, at the Harris Theater as part of our Dada Machinations program. Great, let's have a listen to Lipstick by Jakob TV. Thank <laughs> you. 
That was Lipstick by Jakob TV, who is my guest today on Relevant Tones. So you, as, as a composer, you had this conundrum as a young man. You didn't want to write in the prevailing style that, that was being taught in, in the academic institutions. Meanwhile, you, you really enjoyed pop music and music that had soul or, or that had a communicative power, um, an expressive power. And here now, you're able to, uh, to kind of solve this conundrum by using contemporary events, multimedia, um, things like this. And Lipstick is one of the first pieces that allows you to do that. And uh, the performance we heard was Mary Stolper on flute uh, with the Fulcrum Point Project, and that was four years ago, and you were actually present for that. And in fact, the, the present-day collaboration, The News, may even have been born at that time. Is that? It was, it, it, it's an incredible moment because I was invited, last-minute invitation from Fulcrum Point, so I got over. Uh, I had never been to Chicago. My ears were freezing off. It was in <laughs> early March. It was incredibly cold. So, and and I had a day off, and I was near the loop. I was just walking as a tourist, and suddenly there was a huge glass wall of the ABC Seven Studios. Yep. Is that right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Street, yeah. And there were people looking inside. The city was reflected in the wall, in this glass wall, but inside you could see the anchors presenting the news, surrounded by cameras and lights and stuff. And in a split second, I knew what I was going to do. In a split second, I said to myself, this world of manipulation, of, uh, of reality, which, I mean, what is reality? But mm -hmm. this reality world of, shaping. yeah, what I mean, what this whole phenomenon of the news, mm -hmm is something that is so fascinating. It's boring, we see it every day. It's made up sometimes. sometimes if there is no news, you have to make, you have to invent news. That's mm -hmm. what they do all the time. And I knew it. And I was looking inside and I had my camera with me. 
and I filmed it and 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 at coming at home uh, oh then I, I talked to you about we it we had dinner and you said um, you've, got, you've got this idea it was an aha moment yeah. and I said you have to let us do it here when when it comes when mm-hmm. the time comes we yeah. this is exactly what we do and it's the culmination of so many projects starting with blood on the floor and others that are really really monumental musical events mm-hmm. and uh, we're fortunate to have them in Chicago Well, we're lucky enough to have two clips from the news, and we're going to get to that pretty soon. But um, I'm going to go back and just talk a little bit more about your development and leading up to the news. Um, There's a piece called Grab It that um, we're going to play an excerpt from. And what can you tell us about this piece? I got a phone call from Arno Bornkamp. He is an outstanding Dutch saxophone player. And he said, can you write a piece, a solo piece for tenor saxophone? I said, I would love to. Then... I suddenly had to think of this documentary that I had seen, and I had a copy on tape still, and the documentary was called Scared Straight. Mm-hmm. It's a documentary about juvenile delinquency in which young adolescents who have committed small crimes are forced to stay one day in a real prison and are more or less educated mm-hmm. by like if you keep going the way you're going, this yeah. is where you're going to wind up. Yeah. yeah, and try to survive for one day among oh. these guys. And this is an, it's an incredible documentary anyway. And I, I was so moved by the documentary for several reasons. And uh, there was so much emotion going on, not just with the kids, but also with these life-sentenced people who were in that prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, and there was so much violence in the sound of their voices. These guys, you know, they were so violent in their vocabulary. And I realized, okay, so having to survive in, in a prison like that for the rest of your life, there's no future. You know, you're going to stay there for the rest of your life. You have nothing to lose. And still you try to, to accept that situation and you try to survive in that prison. And that made me think of, I mean, I made a comparison between a prison and life itself. A a philosopher once compared life with being sentenced to death and you never know when they're going to get you. And and I had to think of that. So suddenly I had a carpe diem feeling, a feeling of seize the day, enjoy life uh, while you can. Mm -hmm. And so the peace is not just sad. The, The peace is also very vital but very emotional. And this is a Fulcrum Point performance that we're going to listen to also. Right, with Jeremy Ruthrauf on the tenor sax, uh, Steve Roberts on the electric guitar, Jeff Hanley's on the drums, and Collins Trier's playing bass. Let's have a listen then to an excerpt from Grab It.
We've just heard part of a Fulcrum Point performance of Grab It by composer Jakob TV, who is my guest today on Relevant Tones. Uh, you're right, that is a violent piece, <laughs> but I think quite effective, uh, an extremely effective piece. And everything is notated um, in, in the piece, even, I mean, did, are the video cues in the score? Every, did you put no. everything in there? This okay. is, this is, I mean, there is video to it. Right. I, I, there are two videos. One was made by a video artist, mm-hmm. another was made by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, but that's another story. But the, the music itself has been really li- uh, written down. Mm-hmm. Everything has been written down. Right. It, it's uh, it's a tedious process, but it's it's worthwhile. When you say a, a video artist, you, you had a video made, and then a video artist made video. I noticed that there was a video made for your piece Billy, also by by um, a saxophonist. Is this something that's starting to happen a lot now? Video oh, yeah. artists are. Yeah. are uh, Making videos, contacting you with the videos they've made for your pieces. Yeah, yeah, they do it all the time. Uh, but not just amateur. I mean, amateurs do it. That is wonderful, mm-hmm. since you have all these computers where you can easily edit video. I mean, everybody can edit. You can even do that on your phone nowadays. Yeah, and, right. And, or on your iPad. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's interesting to see that musicians or music students even um, add video or text animations to these pieces. So I get. All the time, uh, they ask me for permission to do it, and I'm critical. So I say, okay. I, I ask them, send me, send it over to me. Let me take a look at it. Look at it. If it's good, then I'm, then it's fine. So mm-hmm. there are. Then it can, it can be in the world. Yeah, but, but for also Japanese uh, public television, they made a production of Garden of Love. Uh, they made a video themselves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we. This, I mean, this is. Uh, Nowadays, it's very normal to add mm-hmm. visuals to music. Let's talk about the piece Garden of Love. Um, Stephen, you've worked with Jakob quite a bit in the past. Um, everything that we've been hearing so far, pretty much, is something that Fulcrum Point has recorded. And you've done a recording of Garden of Love. What, um, what are your impressions of the piece? You know, Garden of Love is, is strikingly different from the other works in that it is, it's a very fresh, very kind of springtime work. And it, and it has the spoken text is very poetic, and it's really, really a delightful, delightful work. What's it scored for? This version that we did was with uh, Julian Skronis, and, and it's um, oboe and boombox, oboe and playback. Uh-huh. But there's a saxophone version, there's a flute version. And Jakob, what's the playback content for this one, or what's the um, concept? Uh, Dutch oboist Bart Schneemann asked me to, um, he was working on a William Blake project. And he said, can you write a piece based on a poem by William Blake, or, or whatever? And so I said, I don't think so, because I need his voice. And William Blake, <laughs> as you know, is, is an early 19th century British mm-hmm. uh, poet and painter. And we don't know his voice. And, but I'm interested, again, I'm interested in the voice itself. But then I Googled, and very, very easily I found this beautiful, typical British uh, declamation mm-hmm. of the poem, Garden of Love. And uh, I was really touched by it. It is a revolutionary poem, a poem 
which would probably have been censored if it if if they would have had radio in the early 19th century because it, it it's about religion it's about god it's about life it's about love it's about death all the themes that are part of our existence but william blake was very critical towards the english society at that time in which religion was like a dark black blanket across life. I mean, it's about a garden full of flowers which suddenly appears to have disappeared. And instead of that garden, there is a chapel, a chapel, a chapel, which says, thou shalt not, written over the door. Let's have a listen to Fulcrum Point performing Garden of Love. I went to the Garden of Love and saw what I never had seen. A chapel was built in the midst where I used to play on the green, and the gates of this chapel were shut, and thou shalt not writ over the door. So I turned to the garden of love that so many sweet flowers bore, and I saw it was filled with graves, and tombstones where flowers should be, and priests in black gowns were walking their rounds, and binding with briars, my joys and desires. And saw, and saw, and saw what I never had. 
Julia Ann Sconis performing Garden of Love by Jakob TV as part of a Fulcrum Point concert. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. My name is Seth Bosted, and today's show features composer Jakob TV and Stephen Burns, artistic director of the Fulcrum Point New Music Project. And Fulcrum Point will be performing the news in its entirety on Friday, May 4th at the Park West at 6 o'clock p.m. and again at 9 o'clock p.m. Tickets are available at fulcrumpoint.org. Well, as we work our way up to the news, which, of course, is the culmination of all the things that we've been talking about today, uh, we're going to play a piece now called I Was Like Wow. And can you talk about that? Yes, yes. Uh, I got an, a commission to write a trombone piece, and I was lucky enough to have the best trombone player in Europe, I dare say, the solo trombonist of the Royal Concertgebouw Orchestra. His name is Jürgen van Rijen. He came to my place, and he, he is a Paganini on on the trombone, so he played incredible. And he showed me all the possibilities mm. of it on his instrument. And so I decided to write a piece. And very soon, it was in the, uh, the, the war in Iraq had just started. And there was this documentary about young kids who came back from the war, blind, without legs, blown up by 20 mines. It was a particular guy who, who really lost eyesight, lost everything, in fact, and who talks about his experience. He had to dig those mines that Saddam Hussein had put there. He dig, had to dig them out of, the, out of the earth. But he literally says it's like touching your f- a hair on your face if you touch it. It goes up. It's that sensitive. Yeah, yeah. And and I think they had digged out of the soil about 20 mines, but suddenly something went wrong, and he was blown up by 20 mines, and that's where he became... He was blind, he lost his legs, etc. And, mm, well, this, the madness of war mm-hmm. is so obvious, and, um, and I, I wanted to show them the, the madness of war. The moment he was blown up, is when he used these famous American words, and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. So it's very sad. It's a very sad piece, but mm-hmm. it's a piece that has to be written. It's an anti-war piece, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Let's have a listen to an excerpt of I Was Like Wow. We tore it up pretty bad over there. Pretty much going to a junkyard, I'm gonna say it like that, because you have burning cars over here, you have cars with bodies in it, then you have what it takes and ran over. It's still real. We just just ran on top of it. And that's bent all up on the top of by the bridge. And they come on the bridge, they have the machinery guns where they can spin and shoot. Blew that up, took off. We tore it up pretty bad over there. Yeah. Burning 
bodies in it. Tungsten. Bridge. Blew that up. David Jackson playing I Was Like Wow by Jakob TV. The trombone is so effective there. Um, so you, you had gotten the commission to write for trombone first and then heard that interview. And of course, the trombone going way back was used in Requiems and used in, uh, it was used in the church before Beethoven was the one, I think, who put it into the symphony. So it yeah. has this incredible uh, historical reference as well yeah. that, that is, I think, appropriate for the, uh, the, the very dark subject matter going yeah. on. But yeah. uh, what, what a phenomenally effective piece. Um, again, that was a fulcrum point performance. Which brings us to your latest collaboration with Fulcrum Point, The News. And, of course, you've got the idea for it here in Chicago um, on, st- on our own State Street. Let's, uh, we're going to listen to, we have two clips from The News. Can you tell us about each of these and, and what we're going to hear? Well, Giant If is based on the very first meeting between Glenn Beck, the uh, Fox News anchor at that time, and Sarah Palin. And they, uh, right on camera, they became dear friends, you could tell. 
They fell and in love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, they, and they agreed about anything, uh, probably. And uh, I, I watched it live and um, taped it and decided to, to make a portrait of Sarah Palin with Glenn Beck in the background and to respectfully, I mean, it's very easy to make somebody ridiculous when you use sound bites mm -hmm. and video or you just repeat a syllable or make them stutter or whatever. That's, I'm not in, I, at least in this case, I wasn't interested in doing that. So I listened to the voice of Sarah Palin, which has a real melodic quality, I must admit. And uh, I also listened to the words that she, she was meaning. And uh, I mean, I couldn't understand everything because some political uh, subjects were, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I follow American politics, but I couldn't understand everything. But sure, and I you probably don't hear a lot of Alaska slang. In, uh, yes, I did <laughs> that, and, and, and I, <laughs> I, I thought it was very very peculiar accent. And uh, in the beginning, she is uh, talking about what's going on in the White House, and it speaks for itself. I, again, as I, I do in the other pieces, I use the melody of her speech as, as the leitmotif for the composition. But in this situation, I also try to capture her political and ideological thoughts uh, in such a way that it's almost as if I'm part of the propaganda team of Sarah Palin. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I think that's far more effective uh, trying to enlarge, to zoom in on her thoughts and zoom in on her ideas and perhaps even on her being by capturing her body language in the video and at the same time the sound of her voice. Who is this person? What is real about her? What is fake about her? What, uh, so um, that is my method. I do the same with Berlusconi. That's the other piece you're going to play, the Corotto. Mm -hmm. uh, another typical example of what we call in Europe populist politicians. You can see worldwide in the Western democracies a, de a development. In Holland, we have it too. Yesterday, the Dutch government fell because of the power of a big populist party we have with Geert Wilders. But anyway, their idea, who are these people? Who is Berlusconi? Great. Well, I can't wait to listen. Uh, let's listen to Giant If featuring Sarah Palin and Corotto featuring Berlusconi. Oh. 
her. Nessuno, 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 nessuno
Two pieces from Jakob TV's reality opera, The News. We heard Giant If and Kuroto. You can hear this performed live by the Fulcrum Point New Music Project on Friday, May the 4th at 6 o'clock p.m. and again at 9 o'clock p.m. at the Park West. And Fulcrum Point has made a very generous offer to Relevant Tones listeners. They are offering 10 free tickets for each of the shows. If you'd like to take advantage of this, email info at fulcrumpoint.org and let them know which show you're interested in. The first 10 people to email for each show will receive free tickets. This is a huge piece. It features video. It, it features, uh, there are singers. There's, there's the, the accompaniment tape. Uh, there's the Fulcrum Point musicians. Obviously, it's, it's a tremendous undertaking. Um, I'm, I'm incredibly impressed that, that Stephen is conducting this. Really glad that I'm not, <laughs> because what an unbelievable thing to have to do. Well, there are a lot of moving parts, but it's a real joy to put together. Um, we have two exquisite vocalists. Uh, Josephine Stoppelenberg is a, is a lyric soprano from Holland, actually living in Chicago. And um, she has the ability to kind of tr- change her voice from doing Mozart concert arias to singing like uh, one of the Supremes. And that's one of the, one of the interesting things about Jakob's music is that it, it, it shifts character constantly. And her co-star is Laurie Kotler, who is an alto jazz vocalist who also sings in the, in the classical Indian style of Conical. And uh, you can hear that on the trailer that uh, it just adds a whole nother exquisite group of colors to this to this piece. And then the Fulcrum Point Ensemble is a nine-piece funk band that's kind of like the Tonight Show band or the Live with Jimmy Kimmel kind of band that really um, uh, sets the stage and, and, and supplies the, the rim shots and everything else that goes along with it and, and the funky, um, inspiring background. But uh, people get to take their, 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 their solos. Jim Galaretta was a great jazz uh, tenor saxophonist. He'll be doing some solos. And Andy Baker plays some, Chris Sargent, and Steve Roberts on the, on the guitar. Um, everybody gets their, their solo turn and, and adds just a little bit of flavor to every, every uh, aria that there is. And it's a 90-minute opera with a break in between two acts, and it's just... Uh, fantastic show and the great thing about the park west is that you can have a drink at your table and uh, and enjoy the show and the waitresses will come back and refill your drink and it's <laughs> it's a very laid back it's the perfect spot for it absolutely you can see the trailer video on our website at relevanttones.com and you can buy your tickets at fulcrumpoint.org steven Jakob, thank you so much for being my guests tonight and i can't wait to see the show on friday may 4th you're welcome it's thanks nice. for having us it's nice talking with you as well Relevant Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders at WFMT. For more information about the program and the artists we featured, you can find us on Facebook or visit our website at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones is made possible by the generous support of Grosvenor Capital Management, Carol Joins and Abby O'Neill, an anonymous donor, and the listener supporters of WFMT. I'm your host, Seth Bosted, and thank you very much for listening. <laughs>